Hey Rollers, Josh here. Between QCAC, Dragon Con, all of the prep for both, and all of us being very tired, we thought we'd release some bonus content this week. What you're about to hear is part one of Josh Learns About Talaire, an Ilarian Archives series we're doing so that I, as Solinar, have some clue what Solinar's birthplace is like. We hope you enjoy. If you like content like this, consider joining the Patreon at the $5 or higher level to get even more content like this. That's over at patreon.com slash goblinsgrowlers, where we've got tons of cool stuff for all of our supporters. Thanks so much, and keep on rolling! Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Alarian Archives, the Patreon-exclusive podcast where uh, you ask me things about stuff. That's my role. That's my role I'm here to do, is to ask you things about stuff. More specifically, what stuff are we asking things about? So, the whole the whole concept of this particular chain of Alarian Archives is that I don't know anything about Talair, but Solinar sure does. And if I am going to have Solinar know things about Talair, it might be useful for me to have these conversations with you in advance of us recording. So we're not talking about Talair overall. We're talking about what specifically Solinar would know. Exactly. Because there is a radical difference between me being like, and here's what the representatives look like in this area. And here's what it's different in this area where Solinar would be like, here's where you get good meat skewers. And here is... <laughs> Here is where the guy will rip you off if you tell him that you're from Alaria. Right. Like, where where would the tourists be so that you can steal from them? Where are the districts in Tinkerhaven where a cut purse can still get around because security is not too tight? But also, uh, there's enough people from out of town that there's reputable business being done. Those sorts of things. You know. Just, just, just thieving things. Just thieving things. So let's start out with Cinderdale, which is Solinar's town of birth, where he was but a wee bab uh, and probably was raised to at least childhood age, which for Solinar, I think would have been. What, like 12, Cause, 13? Because Solinar like is about 50 or so, right? Like his Hussey right. score is like 30, but... His Hussey score is a 30. Uh, for those of you not familiar with the Hussey score, that is human standard years. But he he has about 50 years of age, but he's a half-elf, so he ages a little more slowly. It brings me so much joy that Alita is older than all of you. <laughs> it brings me so much joy because she's just this harried mom. A little bit, yeah. There's a there's a little bit of harried mom energy. Just a little. So starting out, Cinderdale. What what kind of town is Cinderdale? Cinderdale is probably the first real town across the land bridge when you're going into Talaire. So there's Stratton, which is sort of identified as the last Alarian town. Uh, on the way to Talaire, but it is literally it's it's moniker on the sign is the last Alarian town, which sounds more ominous than it is. And when you get to Haunt, Haunt is honestly like both Stratton and Haunt are honestly more trading posty kind of villages than they are like town towns. Whereas Cinderdale is a like small to mid sized town, but it's it's actually a town. 
Okay. So it's it's less less village, more town. Yes, decidedly. Okay. If you really want to stretch, you could probably call it a very, very tiny city. But honestly, town is probably best. I mean, based on what I'm seeing on the map, it seems a little small to be calling it a city. I'm just saying if you really want to stretch. Also, everything looks tiny compared to Tinkerhaven. Tinkerhaven dominates the map. Well, sure. But looking at the map, you've got more church kind of up in the north. That looks like a city. Wood Chapel to the east of Tinkerhaven. That looks like a small city. And Cinderdale on the map is like half the size of Wood Chapel. So, yeah, lar- mid-size large town. OK, so with that being the case, um, there's probably more of a rural community, right? Like farming and things like that. So sort of. Uh, Cinderdale is like all so all Tolarian economy is sort of national because so much of what they do is trade. That's that's so much of what Tolare does. Uh, Cinderdale does have a decent amount of farming community, but they also have like a lot of like artisans and craftsmen and things like that. Okay, cool. Well, and they're also trade would trade come through here that often like over land or is trade mostly by sea through the crescent bay most trade is going to be through sea but the land bridge is what it is for a reason um it is it it has the towns like it does for a reason and there are traders who will come up through the land bridge because a lot of times that's cheaper makes sense well and also if you've got particularly heavy goods and you don't want to rent a whole ship when you could just take a few wagons. Mm-hmm. So Cinderdale probably deals with a fair amount of trade. It's got some farming community. It's got a lot of like innovators and things like that. A lot what of is- a lot of what Cinderdale like makes its money on is it's crafting goods and stuff and some of its produce going to places like Honnet and Edgeglen and Tinkerhaven. That's that's where they get a lot of the town's money. Okay, and then what is what is the vibe like there? Like, is it does it seem like a more kind of outpost sort of city, or is it more in the vein of a small kind of quiet rural town? It's not terribly quiet. Like the energy that I approached it with was very similar to the energy of the seaside town in Kiki's delivery service. Aww. Like not so much like that aesthetic or anything like that, but that was sort of the energy of not everybody knows each other, but it's not like so big that it feels impersonal. It's a it's a bustling burg, but with enough like really warm, kind hearted souls that it's like. You could you could steal pies off of windowsills in Cinderdale. Yeah, that's that's sort of the vibe. It's it's very it's very chill. It's very warm. Like people work hard, but there's a big sense of community in Cinderdale, which you do not get in Tinkerhaven. Right. Well, Tinkerhaven is a lot more. You and I were talking about this a couple of moments ago. It's a lot more New York City than anywhere else in the entirety of Virian. Yes. To the point where it's so large and difficult to navigate that not only can you get lost for days, but you could be the kind of person who pulls a scam off and then moves two blocks down to pull the exact same scam off. Maybe not two blocks, but yeah, you're about right. (laughs) Okay. So Cinderdale 
what is what is the population like in Cinderdale? Like, is it is it a lot of people kind of clustered together? Is it a little more spread out? It's a little more spread out. It, it's got a pretty good population to it. But like you only have like two or three artisans of any one trade in the town at a time. If that gives you sort of an idea of how people are spread out. Mm, kind of, but not really, because there's a lot of trades that people could be artisans in. So, like, there are only, like, three blacksmiths. There are only, like, two candle makers. There are only, like, f- four bakers. Like, Well, to compare to a town that we've already been through in recording, um, how many blacksmiths are in Millersport? In Millersport, there are probably, like, three. Okay, so... Similar in scale to Millersport, but doing less trade. Yes. So the the like trade venues, like the marketplace, would be significantly less bustling, even though there's just as many people creating, because a lot of those people are packing their goods up and shipping them off to somewhere like Tinker Haven, where the marketplace is going to be much, much wilder. And honestly, given the scale of Tinker Haven, I would assume... There are multiple marketplaces where you can have massive amounts of sales. So if we want to compare uh, Cinderdale to Millersport, it is roughly the same size, roughly the same population. The difference is is Millersport is going to be way more crowded because you have a lot more people passing through. Cinderdale doesn't really have many people that pass through it. Okay, so the the land bridge, though used by people traveling, uh, isn't used by people traveling that often because the water route is faster? Yes. Okay. There's also there's also more of like an inwardly focused community in Cinderdale, whereas Miller's Port, you can live next to somebody and never really like get to know them because the town is so, it, it's ever shifting in its population. Cinderdale, you, you settle down in Cinderdale and, you know, you live there for 20 years minimum. Like, it's that kind of place. Okay, what is Cinderdale's policy on the uh, the annual garden competition? Uh, are, they, are they competing really heavily? Do they have problems with uh, hoodlums and crusty jugglers and... Uh, Traveling sideshows. I feel like you're leading me to a direction and I have no idea where we're going. I'm just saying that I'm I'm curious if the reason why uh, Cinderdale is as insular as it is, is for the greater good. What are you? What is happening? Are you not tracking this hot fuzz I'm laying down? No. Have you not watched hot fuzz? No, I haven't. Oh, we're going to have to remedy that. Uh, well, some of our fans, I'm sure, are very amused by things I just said, even though you're really confused. Yeah, I'm very confused. (laughs) I'm just sort of staring out the window like, what is happening? (laughs) Um, well, all right. Since you're not picking up what I'm laying down there. So Cinderdale, I think, given that that's where Solonar was born, where he spent his first few years, um, what was... His father, with his inventing schemes, um, we can assume didn't get into trouble very quickly. We should probably explain what we mean by Harold's inventing inventing <laughs> schemes. Because you make it sound like he was just as crafty as Solonar, and he's not. Fair. I think I think we've talked about this a little bit in main cast, so I won't I won't get too much into it. Um, but Solonar's father is an inventor 
but he's an inventor in the same way that someone who knocks off Rolex watches is an inventor. Um, he finds really good inventions that are very capable and very helpful things, and he figures out ways to make them on the super cheap, but at the same time, because the materials he's using are pretty shoddy, uh, they tend to break really quickly. So why does he do that? I He does that because he thought that it was outrageous that prices were so high on some of these things, and he was convinced that he could do it for cheaper and then undercut the competition. Uh, the problem is he's getting materials that are about half as capable. Like if, if somebody's using steel for something, he's using tin and then selling it for three quarters the price or 80% the price. And then when it breaks, it, when it's like when it's like a clock that should theoretically last for decades and it breaks in like three years, uh, people are like, hey, what the hell, man? You got to fix this. And he's like, oh, uh, the, the part that's broken is this really expensive, difficult to acquire part. And they're like, no, 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 no. You got to fix this, man. <laughs> and he's like, oh, but like if you want to pay for the part and that's why he has to keep moving is because eventually he builds up such a reputation for building such shoddy nonsense that people get really pissed off about him even being in town. That's really sad. <laughs> That's like really upsetting. Is it? That's really sad. I don't know. I think I the way I saw it when I was coming up with it was that Solonar's dad is a very ambitious individual and someone who thinks he's a really crafty businessman, but he's kind of a con artist in a manner of speaking. Yeah, I know a couple people like that. <laughs> I know a couple of people like that. Like he he thinks he's more specifically, doing... I have known people like that. I don't have anybody in my life currently that's like that. He thinks he's doing right by the world by creating these things. And in actuality, he's like taking a bunch of money, raking it into himself and then vanishing with it before people can get too mad about it. Yikes. <laughs> I'm trying to think where else Solonar might have spent a little bit of time because we know he spent a lot of time in Tinkerhaven. Yes. Like a ton of time in Tinkerhaven. Um, He's very much a city boy, like as he identifies. Yeah. I mean, I think I think Solonar is in his natural element in the city, which is a bit of trouble because he's done enough crimes in enough urban areas that he has trouble being in cities at this point. So, you know, I think... Probably when Solonar was, what, like 16, 17? So when his hussy score would have been like eight or nine, then that would have been when they picked up and moved to Tinkerhaven. And during the period of time where they're in Cinderdale, um, his mom's probably visiting fairly regularly. His dad is doing his normal... Uh, in, in quote unquote inventing things, but basically doing cheap knockoffs. They pick up and they move. They move into Tinker Haven. They move into a shoddy neighborhood. What what is that shoddy neighborhood? Uh, there are a couple in Tinker Haven. Uh, depends sort of on 
what you mean by shoddy neighborhood? Are you talking like kind of dilapidated? You talking about likely to get stabbed? You talking about filled with undesirables? Are you talking about like all of those things combined? So the way the way I pictured it, and you'll have to tell me how realistic this is, is that Solonar's dad would have had some money, but he was also the kind of person who took all of his earnings that weren't going to bills and turned them into materials so that he could build more stuff. Whether or not he actually was able to use all those materials effectively. So if Solonar's dad was doing that sort of thing. He probably didn't have a lot of excess money. He definitely couldn't have bought property. And even with uh, Solonar's mom helping out, you know, every now and then, they definitely weren't going to be like buying anything that's in the like middle class neighborhoods. But you wouldn't be so impoverished that you'd live in the gray district. Um... They, they wouldn't be so broke that they'd be in with the like, the people who are down on their luck. Gray district. Okay. That, that's what the gray district is. It is. Got it. It is the most impoverished part of Tinkerhaven. Got it. Um, it sounds kind of like they would live in an apartment in the red light district, which has implications. I don't know how I feel about, but like that, that would be, that would fit that budget. I mean, I had always assumed that Solonar was a bit of an idiot when it came to women, but like living in the red light district, I have trouble imagining how like, the street urchin does not end up, like, learning how to talk to women. I don't know. Because there would be a lot of women there. I mean, there there would be. <laughs> Actually, there would be both genders. There's a, it's a lot more progressive on the sexuality thing in Varian because I had the power to make it that way. So I was like, yeah, it don't matter. I mean, I appreciate that. I also know for a fact that there were several people when I was talking about The Witcher 3 in the Discord who were like, yeah, why is there only like two dude prostitutes in the whole game? Like, come on, come on, CD Project Red. Dude-statutes. Dude-statutes. Um, I really liked how Dragon Age did it, because Dragon Age, it was like flat even across the board, which I, I appreciated. It was it was very nice. It was jarring because I've never seen like that kind of like flat level, <laughs> like, yep, Here's five women and five men, and they're all in underpants. And it's like, I don't know how to process this, but I'm here for it. Um, well, maybe maybe that's the thing is that, like, they mostly kept to themselves because Solonar's certainly not going to be a client. And Solonar, being a child, is just like, la, 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 down the street. I do thoroughly enjoy the idea that Solonar is so oblivious he doesn't know, like, the reputation of the district in which he lives. Yeah. Uh, now there are there are other places they could live near the shipyard district like that. That whole area has a similar like economic sis like situation that the red light does, because like the red light district isn't exclusively brothels like it, it is a lot of brothels, but it's <laughs> there are like apartments, there are street vendors, there are clothing vendors and dressmakers like it, it is not just this like it's just not the streets of depravity or anything like that. It is just, it's like the business district. They're going to be dudes selling like hot dogs out of carts, but the vast majority of the businesses are going to be like high finance. That's how the red light district works in, in Tinkerhaven that 
you know, there are other people who do other things. It's just the vast majority is brothels. Okay. All right. I can dig that. I it's mean, the business district, but it's the business for getting down to business district. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let's say, let's say they started out in the red light district. What if you are, oh boy, if you appear to be about 10 years old, what would you remember from the red light district? So fortunately, there isn't a whole lot of like, it's not end of day stuff. There's not a whole lot of like outward visible depravity happening on the streets. Um, there's a lot of back alley, like knife stabbing and robbing and other things of various savory natures. But as far as like staying to the main streets and living your life, it's not really collectively very seedy or dangerous. Like the really like seedy parts are going to be all over Tinker Haven. They're just going to be behind the buildings. Like there are places in Tinker Haven that are completely safe, provided that you do not like turn left at this road. That That's a lot of what Tinker Haven is. There are places, even the places that are like known for being like more impoverished, more like like less educated, like anything that could potentially like make some rando be like, oh, that might not be a great area. There's areas of it that are perfectly safe. It's just Tinker Haven has a very seedy underbelly, but most of the people in Tinker Haven know that it needs to stay the underbelly. Okay. It's sort of the way I described it is it's very gilded, but it's a very thin guild. You've given me good information to work with, but I don't think you've answered my question. Oh, what Solonar would remember? Yeah, what would what would a like ten year old kid be familiar with in the red light district? What is what is the school system like? Is it like is there a public education system or there is it is. tutorship? There is a public education system in uh, Talaire that does not exist outside of Talaire, and it's one of the few benefits. It is sort of compulsory, not really. Um, like there's a lot of cultural, like you need to you know, go to school and do this. The people who are more wealthy tend to invest in tutors rather than the public systems. But it's very much like you have like four grades all packed into the same room and there's like a single like wood fired, you know, room heating stove and the older kids help teach the younger kids and they're all learning the same mathematics. Okay. And then, so Solonar almost definitely would have been going to school at the time. Is there a school in the red light district or yeah. do you have to leave the red light district to get to school? There is at least one, like, at least small schoolhouse in every district. Okay. It just depends on how much funding that that school gets. The gray district does not get the same kind of money that you would expect in some of the higher class districts. All right. This is going to seem like a little bit of a non sequitur, but I promise it is related. What is what is the prophylactic situation in Tinker Haven? Can we have this on a on a Patreon? Is this a, is this OK? Look, we're not talking about any acts specifically. We're talking about preventatives and what? Like, are they magical? There, the, yes, I hate that I'm revealing that that is a thing that I've like <laughs> written. 
yes, magic. Uh, those that do not have access to magic, uh, I apologize if you are grossed out by stuff very quickly. Cover your ears for like the next count of five. Uh, animal intestine. Okay, so medieval style. Yes. All right, I think that's been five seconds. You can uncover your ears now. So the reason I ask that question, uh, and again, I know it feels like a little bit of a non sequitur, is because I'm imagining the red light district, unless you're very careful and very good at family planning, there are likely a lot of children running around. There are. There are a lot of kids in the red light district. And part of it is not because of the people that work there. A lot of it is because that is a relatively sort of safe place to live in an apartment and like not go broke. But it's not so much like it's not so inexpensive that you're living in the gray district. That kind of makes sense because the what politicians would uh patronize such establishments uh, would likely not want that to be anywhere near home so that they could shake any tails that they have on their way there. And so I would imagine that wherever High Town is, is a fair amount away from the red light district. Basically, the deeper into Tulare you go, the higher class the people who live there. So the center of the city where the clock tower is, is where the like wealthy elite, the arcanists, the like top tier inventors and alchemists and the politicians live. Okay, so is is Tinker Haven kind of ring shaped then as far as like districting or is it like there's the central district and then they're sort of like branching bits off of it it's it's more that one it's not like rigid i mean the area between like you know the red light district and the artisan district is kind of blurred because you're going to have like some of the you know artisan places very close to some of the red light district places like well sure we're not talking about putting up whole walls between districts but no, it, it is a little bit more nebulous in shape, but overall the city is sort of circular. It It's not a perfect circle. Okay. I want to explore this a little bit more, but we've actually run out of time. So, uh... Yeah, if you hadn't asked about all of that, like, <laughs> weird stuff that... I, I don't know if anybody was excited to hear any of that. I have a strong suspicion that I'm not the only one who's thought about this and been like, wait a minute. But also, I think we did a good job of not getting explicit with it. It did not go blue. I think we're good. No, it went red light. <laughs> so next week, or not next week, whenever the next release is, um, we're going to be talking a little bit more about Tinker Haven I suspect it won't be the last episode on Tinker Haven because we have a lot to explore there. There's there's a lot in Tinker Haven. I can I can do the district breakdown next episode. Okay, let's do that and then we can explore a little bit about like which districts Solonar would have spent time in and what sorts of things he would be aware of in them and what sorts of things he definitely wouldn't. All, All right. right, sounds like a plan. Thanks so much for joining us everybody and we will catch you next time. I'm sorry about this episode, and it was... Thank you, everyone. Look, you can blame me. That's fine. Blame Josh immediately. <laughs> <laughs>